My name is Casey. I'm um, the co-founder of Studio 19691 and the president and founder of Print Club at FSU. Um, my name is Kyla. Uh, I'm the vice president of Print Club and co-founder of Print Club at FSU. And I'm also a co-founder of Studio 19691. Um, our studio pretty much is the route that we have chosen to um, do collaborative efforts with other artists and to get involved with the community and kind of like the umbrella um, under which we do our own art and um, I guess kind of like sandwich our uh, creative endeavors and like our collaborative projects. Um, yeah, because we, we do a lot of collaborations, but we also do a lot of um, personal stuff like uh, separate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then Print Club is kind of what we um, brought up at FSU as a way to get printmaking out there in the community and as a way to show, um, like just introduce the community of like ways to do DIY printmaking and ways to incorporate printmaking in their own life and ways to change the way that they see uh, just advertising and everyday stuff. Um, Merchandise, especially. Yeah. Like just to change the way that they see the things that they buy every day and teach them how to make things in their own way. So we do a lot of community events with Print Club and a lot mm -hmm. of workshops for our members, teaching them and showing the community how you can kind of do printmaking on the cheap, on the DIY. Yeah. yeah. And then your work is dealing mainly with printmaking as well? Yes. Um, for the most part, the yes, most part. I would say mm, pretty much. Printmaking and installation mm -hmm. is uh, what, what we're interested in right now, mm -hmm. other than maybe photography, but uh, I feel like most people dabble in that, at least artists, because uh, especially artists who document their own work, um, that just falls into the same thing, too. It's like a natural progression to... Yeah. And then you end up taking that photography back to printmaking somehow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like definitely. Images, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I think with the modern day technology, printmaking and te uh, like printmaking and photography kind of go hand in hand because of the like all the technology that's come into play. So. Um, yeah, like CMYK screen printing. Yeah, like like, like photo real screen printing, and now they have photo etching, and they have polymer plate process for like processes for letterpress. Um, yeah, so just photography kind of falls into it. Yeah, digital um, to physical. Yeah. I think our work also um, kind of involves like archiving and, and research a lot. Mm -hmm. and yes, heavy. Yeah, and we do a lot of um, like our, our work oftentimes involves researching through local archives, state archives, federal archives, national archives, um, and kind of like sourcing that material to reference the past. And what are you looking for? Or like what interests you from mm -hmm. the past? Like You should speak for you and then I'll speak for me there. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Um, what interests me? Um, I'm, I'm interested in kind of exploring uh, time and memory and space. 
so kind of like um i guess the concept of space and how traveling distances involves time and how traveling distances changes people and time changes people and how time changes land um so kind of there's like geographic influences in my work um and also there's just kind of like i guess i would say mathematical or like scientific influences Mm -hmm. um in a way because uh i'm kind of just thinking about the space-time continuum sort of (laughs) (laughs) i don't know broad concepts um but my work tends to be like interdisciplinary in the printmaking field so i use like screen print and etching or i'll just use just multiple processes um and i started with collage so collage is really like you can see that influence in my work a lot um whether i'm like like actually making collages or i'm kind of creating the feel of separate collages like on the picture plane yeah so that's really apparent in in my work too and that's where you see the similarity of our art mm-hmm. and why it makes sense for us to like bring things into a studio like an umbrella thing yeah because we do like throughout our years of like collaborating um since 2014 we've been collaborating we've just been basically going in the same like idealistic direction Mm -hmm. and uh so my work has been about basically uh histories making narratives out of found objects found text found images trying to like piece them into some sort of like thing that i create like a story for new for to give it a new life yeah so like archived images um you know of families or different things um spiritual things sometimes so it's a mixture of everything yeah you're just trying to create a dialogue yeah sometimes it's about math sometimes it's about like more scientific things sometimes it's like an anatomical yeah so i think it's often too at, at least your work and tell me if i'm wrong it's just it's hard to explain my work because of it's, course and, I, I and just like mine think too. about like two prints and i'm like man i've done like way more than that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah um, it's a process is the whole yeah it's, it's like really figuring like, out like how we got to this point and like what yeah. I, I mean you just have to work at talking yeah. about it yeah i think our work and our collaborations um deal a lot with like the 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 deconstruction of things like the deconstruction of the past the deconstruction of memory definitely like and like breaking that up and seeing how breaking that up changes things so i think that's where we I also work into like it, physically like, o- overlaps a lot physically deconstruct things mm-hmm. um the collage method is physically deconstructing images to create new ones and also we work a lot with um like papers and artifacts and like old postcards old photographs uh, old texts things that we um have accumulated over time in our own personal archive these are things that we either take from like we destruct them and create a brand new narrative for for everything and then are you are you mostly interested in the past are you thinking about the future as well as obviously at that point it'll be like a fictional but yeah what, it's what like could be because we don't really I like know. to the use past the term solid the term fictional non-fiction so it's like this these this is an actual thing uh a non-fictional object yeah 
but now the story connected to it and the ideas connected to it are fictional. Like the narrative you're building around yeah. this object, let's say, for, for the sake of an example. Yeah, because there's no way that we could actually know. I think in my case, um, I do like I do kind of think about the future a lot mm-hmm. because the reason why I'm interested in the past is because of what the future has become. Yeah, I guess in a way. So in a way, I'm like and always thinking becoming. about. Yeah, in a way, I'm always thinking about the future. Um, and then I think in my work a lot, the uh, what I'm trying to get viewers to think about is yeah. the future, like where are we going? Um, where have we been? Where are we going? By thinking about where we have been. Yeah. So in a way, it's like all about the future. But so I'm showing the with, past. With, you're dealing a lot with text also, like in, in these prints and the work you're making, imagery and text. and um, Some of it. It's definitely, it's usually deconstructed, in mm-hmm. like very few words. Yeah. Um, and usually I feel like it, they're words that can be interpreted in many diff- different ways. And this goes for both of our work. Yeah. For some nice. weird way. So you're doing work. <laughs> collaboratively right yes. sometimes yeah. sometimes and then you're also doing work mm-hmm. individually. individually yeah nice. right mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. and you know if possible we we also love to collaborate with other artists yeah. um we did a show at the beginning yeah, of last year show. um at phyllis Jobs gallery in tallahassee nice um and it was called new memory and it was a collaboration between us two and hope riffy our very talented Dear friend. yeah our very talented friend who's an english major and and an art major yeah um we did she a collab just got into like grad a, school yeah congrats <laughs> we did uh, she virginia no i think it? she's going to philly oh F- philadelphia sure the school, school of the arts nice. but yeah. yeah yeah there we I go it's it a lot of history there yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so anyway very excited for her but we did a collaborative show with her and we collaborated on pieces all of us together for that show so that was is she part cool. of the print club as well or like does she attend does um, she oh yeah yeah she yeah she she graduated yeah. but she still comes out to our events and we she was like on the which we encourage because i yeah. mean anybody uh, outside of the reaches of fsu are always welcome mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so tell me more about the this print club what is it exactly that you do at fsu what's the program in terms yeah. of you guys are doing it outside of school um so we we're both art majors at fsu uh with us focus in printmaking and um the print department is really small at fsu uh we used to have a print club like three or four years back i think it was um and then when all those students graduated it kind of like just dissolved yeah Um, nobody nobody took it took it on at that point um and it was never actually like a recognized student organization which is like when you get all these it's like perks. a whole certification it's like when you get all these perks from fsu for being a real club pretty yeah. much and they put you like on their page so new students can find your club and all that good stuff um so this past fall we kind of like made it our project to bring print club back up um what, what drove that like what you guys wh- we wanted to participate like? um in in community events and but more like at an outreach level not like um, with our studio level, it kind of like when you approach somebody as a studio, it kind of sounds like a business deal. Mm-hmm. But we wanted like a more open way, like a more inclusive way of 
of getting engaged uh, through perm making. I like think every, that was her. Anyone, like our everybody main, yeah. come, just yeah. come by, come yeah. see this, mm-hmm. see what you could do. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we definitely wanted to um, just find a way to disseminate print uh, to everyone. Uh, people of all majors like put us in a place where people of all majors can see us yeah and the best way to do that was through the university <laughs> pretty much that's awesome yeah you're yeah using your resources. um and then on top of that we get like there were things that we wanted to participate in that are easier to participate in if you're a registered like or, or a recognized student organization how difficult was it to get that um we basically i mean it's a fairly easy process yeah, it just involves bad. like like an application and you do have to write like a constitution for your club which is like where you outline the rules and and all that good stuff but yeah the um, the constitution is super legit by the way super legit that we never use because (laughs) all that like all those things are built around and this goes for it's a requirement it's a requirement this goes for all of academia though all those things are built around the big clubs like the clubs that have like like that charge dues that have crazy events that need to rent spaces and do crazy stuff we're a pretty small like we're a pretty small club we have maybe like 30 30 people and um we we never see them all at once together yeah we have 30 people that come and go that come to every workshop or some that come to every um event um so all that stuff like we did all that stuff to become an rso primarily to get the perks and to have the chance to to be on the FSU website and all that stuff. That's awesome. Um, but for the most part, we're a pretty um, laid back club and we want yeah. <laughs> everyone to be involved. Um, so like when we do events and stuff like that, uh, we get a lot of interest from students that don't, like people that don't go to FSU. Um, we've gotten we've gotten approached by like parents of young kids who are interested in printmaking and we open like everything up to them because that's exactly what we want people that um otherwise wouldn't have the access to a print lab or wouldn't have the access to um learn how to do these things like bind your own notebook make your own stickers make your own patches your own stamps whatever that's huge that's a a great opportunity we basically want to make that accessible to them um so that's then what there, we really there's, want. There's, you know, people the from the other colleges in the area. We have TCC and FAMU. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were, like, a lot of people do show interest. And even there was, like, a club at TCC that wanted to do work with us, which was really exciting. So, Yeah, we've gotten approached by, um, like, just with interest by a bunch of clubs. Um, like the dance club at FSU was one was one club that was interested. Um, there was a couple students at the College of Motion Picture Arts that reached out to us to get like shirt like jerseys made for That's something they needed awesome. to film. Yeah, that um, is great. And all that in two semesters because we started this up fall of 2018 and it's yeah. now spring of 2019, um, and we've done like a bunch of events. We printed shirts for a nonprofit dentist office in town. Look at that. Um, like just That's random stuff That's what that we just it takes, got in. It takes somebody to yeah. really want to do it. Yeah. The the need for yeah. it is there. Yeah. There just w- there wasn't anybody that wanted mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. So you you girls feel mm-hmm. that spot. Yeah, we do. We do it happily. Yeah. <laughs> and the response is is a positive one. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely it's gratifying it's, for sure. It's been super humbling. Um, I should also say that we have a great partnership with Six Two One Gallery. Um, in Tallahassee uh, with the director, Lauren, 
we go out there almost every first Friday and we do live printing in the gallery and that has been an amazing like pusher for us. It's yeah. gotten just a bunch of people out to see us. Um, we've had a great chance to just like show everybody what it is and we're like right in the middle of a gallery, which is that an is awesome great. experience. Yeah. Um, so it's all just been super, super humbling, the whole thing. Yeah, and this is just a start. Yeah, So this is just the start. So we'll see. And then Hopefully you're doing it goes far. all types of printing. Like yeah, you're, you're for the most part. dabbling in screen mm-hmm. printing, mm-hmm. Yeah. press. For the most yeah. part, what we do publicly is screen printing yeah. because it's the most, uh, what would you say, like trans? Like the most part- efficient. Yeah, almost transportable, I yeah, guess. Yeah, transportable. Yeah. That's like the word that I was looking for. We have for. This, um, this little system where we use the, uh, you know, those old school desks that had like the cubby hole? Yeah. We put hinge clamps on there for a screen so that's what we take to do live printing at the events yeah um just throw it in the car (laughs) so we just have this little school desk that we put a screen on and we do live printing with it so what we've done live is mostly screen printing um but we've shown uh we've done workshops for members like one of them was a book binding uh workshop where we like taught them how to do simple pamphlet stitch notebooks um we've done zine workshops we've done zine workshops which is like you know also books uh, the workshop we have a workshop now on March 30th, um, and we're going to be teaching them how to make stamps. So that's like a sort of relief type yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. it's all DIY, like carving, but carving your own. Stamps. It all works because that's how we started out. Yeah, um, that's how we made. That's like, exactly some of our how we started. First stickers was carving uh, erasers. Or sh- yeah, you, yeah. You I cut up. Cut. I cut up any like um, one of those little pink erasers with an exacto knife, mm-hmm. and I made this like awesome little sc- skull stamp out of it, and that mm-hmm. was our logo for like three months. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Do so you just, remember where where that interest originally comes from? Like, out of all the things, like painting, photography, drawing. I think like for me personally, it came from tattoo art. Oh really? Um, and how like tattoo like it's like. It's based on painting in a way that a lot of like the work that they'll do that's ready made is is like painted on a on a sheet of paper and mm-hmm. it's like the images. But it's also like that was the first like art form that I was really interested in. But then I started noticing that some of the tattoo artists that I was really interested in, like they were getting shirts made of like some of the tattoo designs they made, like they were getting um like stickers made. So I think like, it started almost with like the 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 like the shirt and the sticker part and like have ma- making your own merchandise. Yeah, I was of. like, oh man, that's so cool. Like I just saw him like tattoo that the other day and now it's on a shirt. Like that's freaking awesome. Yeah. So then I, w- I just started looking into that. Like you just jumped right in. Like, yeah, how, how can I, I was make like, my first shirt or mm-hmm. how can I make my first? Yeah. yeah. I was like, how did they do this? Go to YouTube, type in how to print your own shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then shortly after that, we had this crazy screen print yes. set up like in the office of her of my mom's house of her mom's house do you um, still have some of those first uh screens or screen prints we still that have we still have the screen with the emulsion in it yeah and the design we're keeping that forever because that was the first awesome. screen print ever. we have the we have the shirts too yeah we have a couple of the shirts yeah that we printed yeah. with that design when you see it now um are you still sort of happy with it are you do you still like, oh my god i'm surprised like, it's so well printed yeah, I'm like, wow, I know. These I didn't was, come out like so 
not so bad <laughs> for the first time you know like yeah. oh god yeah, I, I didn't mean, know anything we didn't having, know anything that we were doing printed on an ironing like it was like on an ironing board like that was our table yeah, yeah we were just placing it, it onto the shirt like hoping wild. to god that it would be straight wild. <laughs> i'm surprised it's the ink has lasted so long so we didn't know anything about yeah, anything but it all worked out and here That's we are awesome. now <laughs> so teaching now, people how to do it now you're almost not spoiled but now you have a- access to actual equipment oh, and i mean right but yeah. the best thing the best experience. thing was definitely mm-hmm. the trial and error and now we can teach everybody without them having to go through yeah. the trial and error yeah. because it was pretty frustrating yeah. Yeah. At, at some points i'm super grateful to have access to such an amazing like to to such a good printmaking lab um, i mean there are better there there are a b- better ones in the country but it's I not top-notch but it's good I enough love for me my yeah. printmaking lab <laughs> but i am also grateful to have had experience printing in a crappy homemade lab because yeah. it taught yeah, me we so like much had a glass about, lab yeah like it taught me so much about um just how to make things easier for yourself when you are in a real lab yeah um so needless to say at fsu we have great equipment and the first time i like worked in there i was like wow this is so easy i want to print all day every day you don't yeah, want this leave. is so much of better course, than this crap yeah. i was doing it of my course mom's yeah. house exactly. Exactly. so uh, i take it you exactly. girls are there like all the time because yeah oh we're omnipresent yeah yeah um i we used to be lab monitors like we were each lab monitors for some portion of time um so we got like i I got a key to the building yeah. because I'm a lab monitor, so I'm allowed to be there, but I have access to the building. So I'm always at the print lab. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not there, you're not at unauthorized times. Yeah. yeah. P.S. Yeah. Also that. <laughs> it is a 24 hour university, but we're not pressing our buttons here. Yeah. That's great. No, but we do definitely take advantage of the resources that we have at FSU yeah. for sure. Uh, we try to make the freaking most of it. Um, because, like, especially in printmaking. Yeah, we're can, not going to be there forever. And you can take a painting and paint and, and a canvas to the park. You can do all that good stuff. Uh, you can't drag a press down. Yeah, but printmaking <laughs> is a little difficult. So I de- we definitely try to take advantage of the yeah. lab that we have there. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then what's the response from the public, from the average person? Has never printed anything. Is kind of lost. They, they, they usually there. have a lot of questions. Yeah, they have yeah. a lot of questions but and they kind of like freak out and they're like, it's Whoa. like so automated for us to answer at this point that we're like, we've got it down. We're like, this is photo emulsion. It's sensitive to light. This yeah. is what you paint on the screen to block out the holes. <laughs> like it's yeah. like a whole script now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great because we want to show people that it's not something that has to like go over your head. And so we like just, you know, te- like just exp- yeah, we like hold the screen up them. and we're like pointing like a diagram. Yeah. Like we need a laser pointer mm-hmm. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the most part, the public is just kind of like shocked at first and they like can't believe that because when you're doing it live, it seems so easy because all you're really doing is just passing like a squeegee on there to, yeah. to pull a shirt so it looks so easy yeah. so when they see it like come out so perfect so easy um they kind of freak out and i've had um like a lot of the people that come to our workshops are from events because they see us doing it live and then they want to come to the workshop and figure out how to do that too yeah um and then i think when like because it's kind of equipment heavy and you're kind of dealing with like a like a 21 by 28 metal screen and um like they kind of s- sometimes get nervous in during the workshops like trying to pull a print yeah um and then i always tell them it's just a print it's not a big deal <laughs> because 
Printmaking, like people, it's not just, a one-off. Yeah, they just you associate. Get, you get so many chances. They associate <laughs> printmaking with like material. Like the material is also expensive, or it's too much equipment, or the the equipment is too fragile. I have to be careful. When in reality, you just gotta go for it. They don't want to mess up the paper, yeah. right? Like they don't. Yeah, wanna, yeah. They're, they're like, where do I put everything? And I mean, it's it's understandable, but the, we're trying to like break that with the club. Like we want to just create an atmosphere where it's a bunch of people. We're slinging prints. Ink. Yeah, we're getting dirty, and it's not really a big deal. <laughs> um, and then once, like once they get comfortable in it, oh, it's 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 awesome. They it's love a grand it. old time. They they want to pull a bunch of prints. It's yeah. so cool because you get to see them. Either. Exactly, yeah. you get to see them go from like they're anxious to do it, or they're like nervous, and then they're like pulling prints like it's nobody's business. How many sessions do you think, or how, if it's one session, and how many hours does the average person go from like I'm lost, I'm like borderline about to walk out mm -hmm. to like oh i don't want to leave you the, know? the thing about print is that depending on the process if it's screen print it's so quick like it's really quick i you feel pick like it up um, so fast at, at our workshops we really focus um on individuals so like we'll have the volunteers who come like want to come print and then like we'll stand next to them and like individually like tell them like what what are what are the movements that you're gonna do next yeah so I feel like that it's like easier for them to grasp at that point and then they can like continue doing it for the duration of the workshop and then then at our events they're doing it again so it just be I don't know I feel like it becomes muscle memory after a while kind of like the process that we've had with print club so far is um we'll get members we'll get members yeah. they'll come to work to workshops in the print lab uh we'll teach them a process uh, or we'll teach them screen print for the first time if they've never done it. And then we'll go, we'll have an event and those members will volunteer at the events and do the live screen printing. That's so it's amazing. like they go from never having done it to doing it at the workshop and then they volunteer at the events and they do the screen printing there. That is um, amazing. And we have a couple members that from day one, like from our first They've ever been to workshop, everything. They have been to, and I had never Hope. met these And these people. are people outside of yeah. the department. And they're, they're not even art majors. They're so and delightful. And they've come to every single event and helped us live print. And I just leave the live printing to them at this point. Like I just go and set up <laughs> like, and they just you guys live got print this. and they handle it. There you go. It's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like the, 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 I guess, structure that we figured out with it. Um, and then that way, you know, we get volunteers for our events our members know what they're doing if they ever have to live print. Um, we're giving them those skills so they can go on with that. The events and the workshops and when their assistance for any of that stuff, it looks great on their resume. So it's like a given, like a give and take thing. We get volunteers. We get to show people how to do it. They get good stuff for their resume. They get yeah. Good what skills. do they call it? A symbiotic relationship. Yeah, yeah it's win-win. <laughs> exactly. Win-win both ways. Yeah. So then that's for the public or that's <coughs> for the people that join the workshop. Let's say that's done you girls are going to be in there working by yourselves or sort of like i'm going to work on my own work like mm -hmm. what does that look like because now it's you're sort of more yeah. focused it looks you're like a lot of, of thinking like, yeah like a lot of uh scrolling through archives yeah <laughs> unfortunately we're in the digital age so like it's it's strange because printmaking has has like a technological portion of it, but then it has like a really analog portion of it when you're like in it, yeah. um, just kind of, you know, down yeah, the, and dirty. The actually manual pulling labor your of it. Yeah. Um, so 
I tend to not think technologically, mm-hmm. but because we work in archives. But when you really look back, we spend a lot of time on the computer. Because when you work in archives and to. with all the technology, with Illustrator and Photoshop, Photoshop yeah. and when you're working with high-res images from archives, you have to go online. There's no way around it. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. And you can't fly to an archive in Washington, D.C. Yeah. You have to go through the Congre- to the Library of Congress website. Like, yeah. that's how... so. Unfortunately, although I don't think technologically, um, it's kind of turned into that because we work with archives. So um, we spend a lot of time scrolling through archives. And then if we, ch- if we decide, we, I mean, we have a pretty, I would say, substantial personal archive, like a physical archive mm-hmm. that we have that of, you know, books, artifacts, 3D and 2D. Of just things that just sparked your interest. Yes, just things, yeah. Um, you know, things that we would actually, like, save if we found it digitally. You yeah. know, th- stuff like that. But um, if we choose to, we, we'll source from that. Um, I, I would say a lot of, like, our more, like, flippant work is sourced from our physical archives. So, like, if we're doing, like, a, like, burst collage session, like, we'll sit in the studio for two hours and just collage until our hands fall off. Nice. Um, we'll do that from the physical stuff. And then when it comes to like probably more serious print work, it'll be sourced imagery. Like sort of uh, the archive will matter. Like the archive will matter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The exact source will matter. Yeah, I feel that way too. What do you think is the most difficult, I guess, type of printing that you could pull off in that lab? Or like the, the, the one that requires the most skill or maybe is the most more tedious well we cannot do lithography so that's automatically canceled mm-hmm. we don't have litho stones we can do polyester plate litho but that's not fake. the most difficult thing it's fake yeah. <laughs> it's fake litho. It's okay. how much how much okay. how close does it get to the real stuff though like how uh, it's pretty close pro- i would say minus visually yeah it's pretty yeah. close the process of it is totally different though the like process the process is, is totally different but visually yeah it looks pretty close yeah. i i think what's the most that process I think I don't I don't know litho. Yeah, um, lithography is basically like you're stopping out uh, pieces of us st- like it's the stone and then it's I don't even it's know. An, <laughs> it's an <laughs> it's mean, a it's large it's a large it's polished stone that you fill with a waxy. It's an oil repellent process. Oil, yes, uh-huh. that's it. It's an oil repellent. Most process. people draw on it with like. A lithography crayon, which is literally and then the like ink, a crayon. The ink adheres to where you draw. Yeah. And then you print, but it's everything like a else big is water repellent. And then but how, it do you, how do you pull that in a press or how did? How yes, do in a yeah. in a lithography press. There's which, a particular press for oh. it too, different from relief. Presses. And then there's other processes that you're talking about, like this fake, quote unquote. Yes, this can. It's yeah. It's not fake, but it's a different. <laughs> yeah, version it's, of it's it. pretty much like um, it's a process uh, that involves like. It's a particular, like, it's a brand. It's a company that makes them. Mm-hmm. And they're called polyester plates or, like, Xanti plates. Okay. Shout out. Um, <laughs> Sponsor. <laughs> but <laughs> it, uh, it's, like, a little plate. And then they have, it's, like, ba- basically, it looks like a piece of paper, like a piece of fancy paper. And then they have a particular printer that prints a particular ink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, like, an automated printer, like, c- like connected to a computer. Yeah. So you put the paper in there. And then you have your stencil digitally. And then you print it on there. And then... Same deal as the oil repellent process. The ink adheres to where there's toner. Yeah, mm-hmm. after the um, after the printing like part, off. it's like after you get the piece of plastic out of the laser out of the printer, printer or whatever. Yeah. 
whatever it is, the rest of it is the same because you still use the the toxins and mm -hmm. all of that, like mm -hmm. the gum arabic and yeah. But that's not even the most difficult process. I think honestly, the most difficult process in the lab is copper. That's etching, like like in copper Tolio. etchings. Um, that involves like multiple dippings. I would have to agree. In like in an acid bath, and, like to get an image. It's a lot of work. Um, I would have to agree because that even surpasses the like craziness of working so backwards on a Vander Cook. Yeah. Well, on any letterpress. Uh, yeah, but I would say that it would be. We're shouting out brands now. Copper etching and then letterpress because letterpress yeah. involves the whole typesetting portion. Yeah, if and, you the, and to the, do it's, that. it's also in a in a whole different measurement system that. I mean, that wasn't too hard for me to grasp because we had rulers yeah. around, pica rulers. <laughs> yeah. But, like, other than that, I would say, th like, the top of the list, Yeah. lithography being canceled because we've never tried it for real. The most popular thing at the print lab, though, is screen printing. Yeah, of That's course. That's yeah. everybody loves. It's easy to fall in love with it's that, right? It's super easy to It's do. super experimental. It's super easy to do. It's super, you know, easy to grasp. Like it's it's easy to pull a hundred prints in an hour. It's easy to grasp True. physically the body motions of printing. Yeah. And also it's easy to do it live. <laughs> and like it's you know, that's why printmaking is commercial. That's yeah. why all the shirts that we wear are etching, etching, done I with, would say with screen printing. It's very, very effective. Yeah. yeah. It's super much. effective. You can do I mean, I would say that personally, pulling and etching, it'll take me I could do three in one hour maybe four mm -hmm. but screen prints in one hour i could do two layer screen print do a hundred in one hour yeah. it's like two hours tops so. no like an hour and a half tops yeah yeah like it's just it's, so easy yeah um it's much easier and it has a whole commercial thing to it another thing about screen printing is that you can print on anything because there's no press involved mm -hmm. um yeah. so you can print on a piece of wood you can print on a on a body um you can print you can on, print on the wall on you can fabric on balloons course. you yeah. can print on mugs mm -hmm. you can print on anything so we've Beer done bottles. live printing events where um we like did patches from like step one all the way through so we like started with a piece of fabric like all there live at the event mm -hmm. we started with a piece of fabric screen printed the the patches tiled on the fabric and then i had like two members from my club like that volunteered for that event yeah they were cutting out the patches and then we were selling them right there that's awesome um so and that was just yeah we did fabric, patches like we did just stickers denim. that day too we, we did printed on clear vinyl too. yeah we had like uh sheets of clear vinyl and we tiled a sticker stencil on there and then we printed them and then we had another volunteer like cutting out with a circular hole puncher the stickers and then we had them like right there for like people to take are you thinking or is does printing does it force you to think now about graphic design and and how things are laid out definitely in that, yeah in that manner? it also mm -hmm. makes you think about layers yeah mostly layers mm -hmm. especially layers of color um i think also too though like the the work that is involved in printing something and how it, like technology has made print uh, like screen printing and yeah and the like traditional all automated now like the traditional way of working light to dark and obviously like letterpress is completely being phased out because technology um at least like as letterpress lives as a commercial form you know like as a commercial <laughs> medium 
Yeah. Um, Something that's not super niche and super expensive. Exactly. You know, for yeah. like the general public. Of course, oh of course. Letterpress lives. Oh my uh, God. For, I never even, let me tell you, I never heard of Letterpress. Well, I mean, I heard of Gutenberg and his like, you mm-hmm. know, his presses, but Letterpress. I literally now. never heard of Letterpress until I walked into that Letterpress lab yeah. at FSU and I was like, what are these machines? This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Letterpress right lives now. nowadays on like super expensive wedding invitations. Yeah. Yes. That much. seems to be the most popular events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mostly, mostly event announcements. For it. Yeah. Cause it there's is. not a lot of people manufacturing mm-hmm. them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So even even those now where they might have been cheap because it's hard to get them now. Now they're yeah. expensive, you know, or mm-hmm. now. They're yeah. Mm-hmm. But also there's like I've noticed a resurgence in offset lithographs. I'm not sure if they are done with stones, litho stones. Oh I gosh. highly doubt it because I'm pretty sure there's like a world shortage of them <laughs> of the stones. But um, I think I mean, we recently got like a like a totally manufactured addition of of a of a lithograph mm-hmm. we just got mm-hmm. one i think the um the whole like printmaking and screen print particularly yeah. screen print because it's so commercialized um just whether like it forces us to think about like in a graphic design state of mind because it's used for graphic design and i think also that pushes the whole um the whole argument of whether printmaking or screen print falls into fine art or um or commercial exactly, art yes. like yeah. where it is like on, where on the I balance like yeah the intent is very important in in that in asking that question so what is the intent of the end product this is like connecting the why to the mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. yeah like what what is the artist trying to get the viewers to feel or understand from this piece? Right, or are they just trying to disseminate information? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree that that determines... Which are both very valid ways of, you know, communicating thoughts and of images, but... I think... You, yeah. you had mentioned that there was, a, like, that's, that's the argument, or, like, that's what you see, the dialogue between... Mm-hmm. Whether I'm guessing is like whether it's design or graphic design or whether it's fine art. Yeah, um, like in in the print department and during critique and just yeah, it's heavily primarily in the printmaking department. I can't yeah. speak for any other department, but in the printmaking department, academically, yeah, speaking, we often talk about whether print is commercial or like is it being done. Um, like, is the actual medium conducive to commercial? Yeah, art we discussed the purpose of multiples. Art? Is it con- is it more conducive to, um, you know, stuff being sold, or is it more conducive to art that like work that makes you think? Yeah, that that, that makes you really just yeah I things guess, that warrant like being in more mm-hmm. than one place at at a time. Mm-hmm. And so then based on your work and based on the fact that that you are heavily invested in printing, like where does that put you both? In, I in mindset and in long term, like yeah. 10 years from now, what does the work look like? Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm in this huge disillusionment with multiples. Um, I think the whole argument has a lot to do with multiples. Because yeah, the whole it's the multiple thing. For me, I am in love with the process. I'm in love with the techniques and the vast amount of things that I can do with this. I'm not so much concerned with making perfect editions of 30 that are literally exactly the same, like super nitpicky, Mm -hmm. 
like not to downplay the people who do yeah work that way because i i you know i went through my studies doing work that way because that's what they expect of you and i did it so now i'm not doing it anymore (laughs) so you rather you rather your work be about the process one-offs sort of more more or less one-offs or series uh artist proofs slight differences and things i feel like i'm sort of and i guess we both are because again we're we're involved in print club so we're kind of in this weird predicament where one part of us makes uses printmaking to make commercial art because Mm -hmm. when because another part of like what we do with print club is we um teach members how to make things Mm -hmm. they make them during the workshops and we sell them, we sell them at our print events. Club yes. um, so that's using printmaking commercially because we go to our events and we fundraise money for our club selling the things that we made. But yeah, I think but what you agreed that the art that we're speaking of, like it would all be categorized as commercial, like art as commercial period, like in terms of commerce. I feel like a lot of art. I guess objects so. yeah. are commercial. Uh I don't know. It's separating the art from the art object that that becomes like this philosophical statement. But for me, what it is, is that I'm creating that stuff for print club to be sold. Whereas when I make my own art, correct, I'm not making it necessarily with that intention being sold. Like I'm not thinking about um, more. So I'm trying to make the audience feel something in particular, Correct. Um, whether they buy it as a result of feeling that whatever. At least I, for I me, but I, I, I guess right now I'm in a point in my life where I'm not trying to make money off my art. Yeah, so I guess at this it's moment, different. it's not a priority. Um, now, that's not to say that down the line, um, I'm not going to use the skills that I have to make art that I know people will buy. Yeah. But I am a firm believer that I'm not going to try to push a concept that I don't believe in or pu- or try to like enter this new um, art genre that is not me. Yeah with printmaking so that people can buy it you know what i mean and something that i also don't ever want to do is have like a commercial printmaking shop where i'm just pulling out oh my god that that must be the greatest nightmare and just the hugest burden on earth i honestly my heart goes out to everybody who actually does that because i cannot even imagine dealing (laughs) with like clients at that level Yeah. yeah Um, so you want to use these skills for fine art yeah so not not necessarily for hey i'm gonna build or i'm a screen print sprite bottles no exactly that's what i don't want to do i think we're not interested (laughs) in that at all i think (laughs) what we're trying to do is the total opposite what we're trying to do is bring printmaking back to the diy roots and less to the commercial this was printed by a machine blah 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 yeah, because, um, I mean, screen printing is, I mean, I don't know. I feel like screen printing is the most, like, uh, like exposed form of printmaking, I feel, yeah. because it's on literally everything. Like, it's on two of the three it's shirts that are here present. Yeah. And, like, um, I feel like that's the thing that most people are exposed to, even, like, whether they know it or not. So I feel like it... it like falls into this huge thing where I'm, I know that most things that I see every day are printed, screen printed, but nonetheless screen printed by a machine. Yeah. So what? So is that fine art? That's the question. And I don't think so. 
Uh, because just because it's screen printed doesn't so mean it's fine art. Could you yeah. argue that something printed by a machine could be fine art? I believe so. I think so too, but it, again, it all comes down to intent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are they disseminating information or are they pushing the concept, which is something we were talking about? Yeah, the why and the how. Like, are they pushing a concept or are they disseminating information? Like, are they saying, call this number or are they saying, yeah, contact your ego? (laughs) You know what I mean? Or like, contact your ego. (laughs) That's brilliant. Or like, Mm -hmm. turn inward, you know? (laughs) Um, These are good. These are good things, good concepts you two are thinking about. Yeah. You know? It's it's at kind of a, difficult. It's young all age, thanks really, to academia. Because, because sometimes you're gonna be yeah. you're gonna get to places quicker, mm-hmm. you know, to conclusions quicker. Yeah. You're gonna come up with a yeah. with a solid opinion, mm-hmm. which you already seem to have, but it's just gonna build on that mm-hmm. here in the next couple yeah, of years. Exactly. You know, that's the goal. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Um, I mean, those are, yeah, they're, they're big concepts for sure. But I think as printmakers, it's definitely something we have to consider. Yeah. Because Has anybody ever kind of told you or, or does anybody hint at the fact that these machines and these presses that you're using that are leaning more towards fine art, mm-hmm. like they were made with intentions of mass production they like were they made, in made they with mm-hmm. fine art in mind mm-hmm. they were not yeah. made for any of that in mind yeah. i think i However, think that's why I feel like, it comes up yeah. so much in the print lab why why we talk about that so much i i feel like it's because the the art history like like focus on the masters with the quotes huge quotes masters and uh, especially the printmaking masters, like they, a, a lot of those things were made for publications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, to just dis- like disseminate an idea. But like that was also the first time that anybody could disseminate an idea like that. And also like even think about making an image that like, hundreds of people could see Mm -hmm. yeah this was Mm -hmm. like the first time that you could spread information this way which was really i i feel like super important but then it was the people who turned around and turned it into a craft that pushed it pushed permaking into the possibilities Mm -hmm. of fine art yeah yeah just like photography yeah, same you know? deal. So it, it, yeah, it, it exactly. began sort of as an experiment or like look what these chemicals do. It was it was magical. Mm-hmm. And then it took a it took a long time for photography to be recognized as like exactly. hey, this is an art, mm-hmm. you know? And this then, is an art form. Yeah. And then same even deal. even now you have photography that's like fashion driven. Of course. And yeah. it's like then there's like documentative. Mm-hmm. Then there's mm-hmm. yeah. So even within that there's yeah. There's yeah, a lot I of think play. Yeah, I think it... Um, there's yeah. so much... Yeah, there's so much, um, like, manufacturing potential in a lot of art forms. Embroidery and printmaking. Of course, of course. And, you know, it's just... There's a lot of potential, and these are the things that they were intended for. But I feel like, the, like when you turn away from what, what the intention was, not, like 
initially. I definitely think that the art history portion of it and yeah. like the whole um, just, yeah, like the, the, the history of the art world. They teach you like all about the masters, like you said, and the painters and the sculptors and all that stuff. And then yeah. when they get to printmaking, it's like gra- the graphic arts or yeah. the um, yeah. Let's not talk about the like two like two thousand years of beautiful like, Japanese woodcuts, wood yeah. yeah, and Chinese yeah. too. Yeah. That those were done for they, information yeah, purposes, they, but they would literally do like family portraits, and it wasn't even like human figures it was like oh three trees it's like three women in the family Mm -hmm. i'm not like citing anything on that but like you know it was like symbolic images and then like maybe some handwritten script on there but those were like woodcuts and that was like the birth of printmaking some of those look like a machine did it yeah oh my god their accuracy is insane yeah yeah yeah. some Mm -hmm. of them are unreal you know I mean, I think also, at least for my work, and I'm sure for yours too, the history of printmaking and the fact that it was used to disseminate information and the fact that it was sort of like a form of communication um, definitely influences my work because I'm exploring yeah. communication and I'm exploring history and I'm exploring um, time yeah. and how people change over time and how technology changes people. And so I think definitely, at least for me, um, the history of printmaking super like, yeah, influences same. my work and kind of like imbues it with more meaning because um, of the process aspect of it and the fact that I'm, you know, using processes that were used by people like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Um, so just all that kind of like wraps into Well, the there's that. Thing. And then like for me also, when I first started, um, I took an intro to print class at Miami Dade College and we started learning about... Um, relief which is you know basically carving into a plate but i started looking into like um wood relief like wood carvings and obviously it it brought me to the ancient japanese like wood carvings and then so i fell into researching that then i researched their method of multiple block and reduction woodcuts which is taking from one plate or you know multiple key plates uh, different parts of the image regarding to color. Yeah. So there's like one plate that does red, one plate with the black lines, one plate blue sky or whatever. Yeah. So researching that was like really important for me. And, and then while I was researching that, I spent a year doing reduction wood cuts um, based on those techniques. And I would say like that time was, it was probably the most fun I had printmaking like ever well because you were you were exploring i I also did large scale i was doing like two foot by four foot woodcuts so that's magical plus you're 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 going back to the roots of this thing yeah like Like you're going back yeah i had like the japanese hand cutting tools like handmade japanese tools and And i I was like like the rice starch and the and the little circle yeah yeah a hand baron yeah yeah everything it was like hand printed you know I was like a specific wood because it's softer to cut into and exactly yeah yeah I was studying those techniques and understanding those techniques the ancient techniques and and I feel like that's what like threw me into the rabbit hole I was like this goes so far back like it's insane and I just like felt and myself time traveling. It wasn't even, <laughs> even 
meant for this. No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. that's the crazy part. So, like, transforming it. Um, and, you know, we talk about this forever. But I mean, here we are, 2019, yeah. talking about, you know. Yeah. And, like, all of that, again, um, has to do with our club and all that good stuff because we're trying to show people, like, how far back this actually goes. And just, like, printmaking wasn't intended. And how far it permeates your just exist- like, like your life. Yeah, just like printmaking wasn't intended for fine art, we're teaching them how to do things that maybe uh, they never thought they could do at home, and we're, like, kind of changing the purpose yeah. and the use of the whole thing. Uh, so it went from, like, you know, commercial in the beginning to disseminate information. Yeah, to well, first it was, like, wood blocks, and then it was letterpress, and then... Yeah. I mean, screen printing hasn't even been around for that no, long. Not like, that long, but it came around right ha- in the... It's, been, it's very recent. It's one of the yeah. like newest, mm-hmm. I would say, developments. But they again, were doing commercialized screen print, like commercialized yeah. screen printing. I mean, they even did, yeah, they did copper etchings for like um, printed books and... Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see your work going in the next year, in the next two years, in the next five years? Like where... What are, what are some projects that you guys are, are kind of looking to tackle? I think we definitely want to make more time for our own personal work. I think we need to do, like, <laughs> we each need to do, like, an artist residency. Yeah, like I feel like we at need... our own studio, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I feel like we both need to, like, finish with school, finish with our bachelors, and, like, yeah. take a moment to do some soul-searching art-wise because... I feel like academia, like, puts so much of a pressure on you. And, like, taking some time to build our portfolios and really, like, in-depth, like, without the pressure of academia, like, think about what we're making art about. Think about are these things important to, to how we're making art? Yeah. And then also to think about what like what the next step is if we're going to graduate school if we're or just doing our thing where does printmaking fit in the modern world yeah where does everything fit and what the heck are we doing but i feel like we're heading in a really good direction where our collaborative efforts are going to be like really important soon i feel like like the collaboration is going to be like heavy i feel like i need more time to just experiment yeah. with more techniques. I want to do just more installations. I want to do yeah. more large scale. I want to do more one-offs, like you said. Um, yeah. Just needing more time to experiment with more things. And again, like you said, academia. Puts does, that, does, does the one-off feel better for you girls? Like, does it feel it doesn't like it's feel, more important? Like, it does doesn't it feel so good to only have one, but it feels good to control variants in between mm-hmm. for me it's not e- even so much about it's not even so much about having one it's about like there could be 10 but there's something about them all being the same yeah that, that bothers isn't, you that isn't or doesn't it, well it that's not with appealing? that's not with our like our personal art is not like it's not necessary yeah it's not important and it's not part of I guess the narrative or the message that we're trying to like bring out. Cause I feel like, I feel like there's something in, in um, certain, you know, there's a time and place mm-hmm. for exact perfect multiples. Yeah. There's something about exact editions that kind of prevent the process from showing, 
you know, because when you that's look, very true. When you look at an edition, for example, and you have an edition up in a gallery, um, and you know, oftentimes editions aren't displayed like this. Most of the time, it's like one of the edition, and then yeah. you have the rest of them away to be sold. Yeah. Um, because they're all the same, but when you see an edition of 10, 15 prints, and they're all on the wall at the same time, and they're all they all have something different about them, but they feature the same imagery. That kind of tells a story based on how the artist was feeling as he was or or as he or she was putting or uh, they or they (laughs) as they were pulling the prints uh based on how they were feeling when um they like were inking a particular plate or were doing a particular layer of the screen print or were on that particular print in the edition Um, i agree i feel like also that's all important not being able to see that like you don't like you don't like the neatness of that being hidden exactly yeah but at the same time you know there are instances where I would want a perfect print, maybe because yeah. the process in this particular print is not as important. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would come in in like a time where you're looking at like a Francisco Goya. Like you mm-hmm. obviously know that it's either, it's definitely not going to be a, an original. It's going to be one of the reproductions after his death, and you want it to be perfect, absolutely perfect, how he, he would have wanted it to. There are a lot of printmakers nowadays, though, that are um, well. There's a, doing a ton of pr- edition yes. Prints. I mean, that's what master printers do, and that's yeah. how I mean. Even Shepard Fairey gets his work out. He sends it to yeah. a master printer, and they print perfect, exact, completely perfect, mm-hmm. like to the T. Mm-hmm. Every single one of the thousand or whatever the hell is exactly the same. Like there is no mistake whatsoever. I think we're trying to break away from that. All is of so that is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Part I mean, of it's the crazy and it's an insane yeah. feat, but we have. It's been pressured on us by academia. Mm-hmm. Part and of therefore, the we why have done it already. Yeah, and now we're just like trying to break mm-hmm. and make kind of like change the norm. Like, what is printmaking? Yes, it's the art of multiples, but what, what, should, the, what should the norm be? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. Re- it's Yes, it should be clean, that. but it doesn't. It ain't gotta be too clean. Uh, yeah. awesome. Just, yeah. just don't have fingerprints on your borders unless there's an yeah. intention. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I will say that I'm super nitpicky, and so are you, about just general printmaking technique. Technique and just like oh my god, I'm so heavy on technique. Being clean. But that's only because my mentor was like drilling it into my head, like, don't even touch your borders, okay? Don't even touch your paper. Just use another piece of paper to touch your paper. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff that's, uh, yeah. Stuff no that's ink. <laughs> no yeah. inky hands. Yeah. Stuff that is messy is messy for a reason. Or stuff that is different. On like, purpose. there's intention behind yeah. everything, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so that's a big thing. So we are, like, technique nerds, for sure. And when for we sure, monitor the lab, sure. we basically that's walk around like with a whistle. The root that of my whole great. thing is, like... <sighs> So you didn't wipe your bubbles enough. We're we're big technique nerds, but we also want to break all that stuff down and kind of like. Um, we yeah. still pull really clean prints because we're clean. And just just that's just how we work. Yeah, but I, like I, I, I'm just trying to avoid having 20 of the same print. Yeah, in the same my exact file thing. all the time. Oh my god! Pretty much. Imagine all the additions. You had to have researched or at this point there's no way around you not being involved with paper and paper quality and Mm -hmm. correct what dries with what Mm -hmm. and all that you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i'm gonna have to pick your brains on on that 
because I'm like a sucker for paper. Yeah. <laughs> right? But stuff. I don't, I love yeah. painting on paper, mm-hmm. but I've never painted on more than a handful of papers. Yeah. You know? But it always goes back to If I could to, shout to out paper, a couple know? things, I would shout out uh, Stonehenge paper mm-hmm. and Cottony. BFK Reeves. Cottony fluffy etching papers. They're they like printmaking papers, but they're fantastic for painting. Yeah. yeah. Any, any kind of paint. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I'm, I have to look into that. Yeah. For sure. BFK Reeves and if you want or Stonehenge. If you want a bunch of different color papers and they have different weights, which means you can use them for the inside, like the pages of a notebook. Not, yeah. Or you could also use them for painting. They have like some textured weight. papers. I already know where you're going with this. French paper. French paper <laughs> company. French paper. Yeah. Um, A1. <laughs> I don't even know. The past like three years, we've been exclusively yeah. French paper mm-hmm. company. They have all colors. Yeah all patterns textures is there a favorite one is there like one that you speckle keep getting tone. back to speckle tone yeah yeah what's, it's like what's so like what's it's so a line. it's just natural looking enough but it's not like you know like white sheet of paper with no like evidence of any fiber yeah. it's just like yeah it, it just has that look mm-hmm. it's a you line know that natural look but yeah. it's not like earthy bumpy tones, or nothing and then they have like just little flecks yeah, like little flecks little of color. Flex. Because they make the paper there. It's actually like a yeah, a paper one of the they long have a paper oldest mill. paper mills mm-hmm. in Flor in in the United States. Um, so something like they that. make all their paper there. Have you tried making paper? I have. Yeah. 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 It's so fun. We're trying to put together a little. Uh, I like don't know how many ingredients. Let's talk about it. Blender. We're trying to put together a little paper pulp yeah. for it. Yeah. Water. That's it. Flat surface to throw the pulp on. You need a strainer. Yeah. And a lot of trial Well, I would say like a, a flat tra- flat strainer. So like a, so like like a square of wood, like a square of two by fours, like nailed together into a rectangle and then just like staple some like mosquito mesh on there. Mm-hmm. And then like just blend up some, pap- some paper pulp in a blender and uh, just dump that shit on there. And then let it let let flatten it out, let it dry. Mm-hmm. Then you have a piece of, you have a sheet of paper. Yeah. yeah. A We're basic d- piece yeah. of paper. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's not the best way to make it, but. It works. Shit, it'll, it'll be a piece of paper. Way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a DIY way. Yeah, it'll yeah. be something. It'll yeah. hold up at least. That's the kind of stuff we want to teach to our members. Yeah. We're, we're trying to put together a workshop for yes, like a are. couple of the board members so that we can do a trial and error workshop and figure out what needs to be done. So then uh, in the fall, we can offer that workshop yeah. to our members. So you have me fun. excited. I've never been to a print class, but it's just, oh, good. you know, you it's should, awesome. You should come it's up. It's just, it's Next it's time we come down to, to Miami, to we bring that. the whole the whole like printing s- setup. I, I was gonna say we should come down to Miami and plan a workshop here. Somewhere. Just bring down the damn cart and the and the the desk with the hinge clamps on it. Yeah, that, that is awesome. Fun. We got to do this again. Yeah. If they want to find you uh, on the internet or in social media, S- where studio one nine six nine one dot com is our studio, and then Print Club FSU on. Instagram slash Facebook. Instagram and Facebook. And then our email is printclubfsu at gmail if anyone wants any more info. Also, our studio email, studio19691 at gmail. Yeah. 
and that is for the both of us. Mm-hmm. We're both I on th- there. Yeah, we're both on there. You find us both on there. It's exciting. So yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. For thank doing you. This. Thank you it so much. It was it it was a mission, but it was no, it, it was, was so worth, worth, it. So worth it. it. We are so excited to be just involved with Art is About, and hopefully we'll be bridging some cool gap between Definitely. Tallahassee and and Miami. Yeah. Cool. Florida forever. All right. Cool. See you soon. Cool. Thank you.